fire is strong. I remain on. I remain Through on. Through the fire and stone, I remain on. Uh, trial by fire. Trial by fire. Just the trial by fire. Just the trial by Through the fire and storm, I remain on. Just the trial by fire. Okay, everybody. Uh, a couple things happened this week in wrestling. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but welcome to the Armchair Bookers podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Joslin, and it is great to be talking all the things that happened this week. Whoa, okay. Um, so I this is episode two this week. Um, I was covering, I was taking notes on the NXT No Mercy special event, and I was like, whoa, okay, this event is huge, amazing, terrific. I had to make that its own episode. So if you didn't check that out, I released it uh earlier this week. Um and you know, I was like, okay, huge. Great wrestling. I just, uh, I, I can't be much better than this. Can't get much better than this this week. WWE had a big signing this week. WWE have, has a big match coming up between two super duper stars. Wow. And with all that being said, AEW Wrestle Dream comes around. And that's what we're going to talk about at length tonight, today. Depends on when you're listening. Um, so I'm going to hop into a couple things, all right? I'm going to discuss some big things happening, big things. Uh, I'm also going to talk about a huge collaboration between three dynamic wrestling promotions. Like I mentioned before, WWE had a big signing, and like I mentioned just after that, AEW had, uh, uh, their Wrestle Dream event. I was just going to cover the card and hope for some dialogue, but the event happened and things happened. You're also going to get an apology from me regarding a hot take that uh, I, I took on a certain AEW TNT champion. I'll get to that in a little bit. But all that being said, let's hop in. I'm going to start with WWE, get that stuff out of the way, which is not easy for me to say. I am WWE you know, top billing, um, but I need to get through this so that I can get to Wrestle Dream. Wow. And the big uh, collaboration announcement. Um, which I'll get to. Uh, okay, so uh, where to start with WWE? Um, I'm going to. I want to talk about uh, Friday Night SmackDown. A um, couple big things. Uh, I have uh, most of my notes are actually on SmackDown. Um, three big th- things happened for me. Uh, John Cena. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Start. Start on the less bigger side. It's not the short change because I'm talking about it, so you know it's big. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits have finally embraced. Street Profits apparently have embraced Bobby Lashley's teachings of go out there and whoop some behinds. Um, Street Profits came out and uh, laid waste um, to some superstars, and it uh, it, it uh, highlighted a whole new personality coming from the Street Profits, and I'm excited to see it. I think they're going to be great heels. I think both of them can reach a different level being heels. I'm a huge fan of both gentlemen. I love Bobby Lashley. I think Angelo Dawkins is a sleeper, uh, uh, um, big-time wrestler. Uh, I think that with Montez Ford's flashiness, Angelo Dawkins can kind of slip away, and you're waiting for the the big spots, like the big flashy spots. But Angelo Dawkins gets big reactions from his moveset. He has a great moveset. He trimmed down. He looks great. I really am excited to see what happens with him. Uh, this partnership 
uh, I, I am very excited to see Hurt Business Volume 2, Version 2. Um, they broke them up way too fast, so I'm excited to see what these three can do. Um, I wouldn't mind to see them extend the stable a, a few more people. It'd really be cool for me. I've always mentioned, especially with a brand split and with NXT, create a stable that goes across all three brands. They don't always, like Bullet Club style, they don't always have to be uh, on every show together. But you know that when push comes to shove, somebody's going to help out the other one. It doesn't matter the show. You want to talk about exciting. That's what you kind of saw with Judgment Day with Dominic Mysterio going down to NXT uh, and uh, putting some shine on their roster. You know, it doesn't have to be a main event, main roster person going down. I shouldn't say down in like a negative way, but going, you know, over to NXT. It could be an NXT person showing up on, on the main roster for, for a guest spot, link up. Create the stable, and boom, you have them across all uh, all um, promote, uh, shows. Um, Lashley could do that. He could drop down to NXT, recruit somebody. So now, you know, and then grab somebody on Raw. You have them. Now you have a faction across the brands, and I think that'd be really fun. Uh, but going back to it a little bit here, um, Lashley, Street Profits, new music, get rid of the cups, show a whole new side. Uh, the ring gear looked, looked different. This has potential to be something really big for these guys. I hope that they allow it to really play out. Um, as we can see, I think uh, Triple H is a fan of stables. Um, Three-person and, you know, four with Judgment Day. But a three-person trio seems to really work um, tri with, within Triple H's vision. I think he manages a, a trios in a very good way on the main roster. Same thing with, with Shawn Michaels and uh, NXT. But back to it. Great pairing. Can't wait to see what they do. Uh, also on SmackDown, if you haven't seen the match or heard about the match, there's been a lot of news that I, I and, and big matches, also matches that have happened, that this match will shift to the background. Mysterio, Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar for the U.S. Championship on SmackDown was terrific. Storytelling between two friends, mentor and mentee, going at it for the belt, um... Fantastic match, really Lucha Libre style, but hard-hitting. And again, the story between, between these two was told phenomenally. I, I really am a big fan, and I hope that... That's who the Street Profits came out on. I got lost uh, by the Street Profits on last week. Um, anyway, Mysterio Escobar, phenomenal match. Absolutely check it out if you can. Like I said, this, this week has had not only big matches, but big news. So I can understand why this slips a bit, but definitely check it out if you can. At least the highlights. Um, the big thing that happened on SmackDown, I am very excited to see. John Cena needs a, needed a partner to go up against the bloodline. Uh, Jay Uso. Or yeah, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Uso. Man, I'm the worst. Uh, with Solo Sokoa. Who's Cena going to get? Who's going to answer the call when he's the one getting beat up two-on-one? Easy. L.A. Knight. Yeah. L.A. Knight comes out, clears the ring, signs the contract, gives it to Cena. There we go. Now we have our tag team at, uh, I forget what's even coming next. L.A. Knight, John Cena. Great for L.A. Knight. A lot of people are detractors on him considering, you know, not getting over until he was 40. Well, there was a wrestler who didn't get over until he's 34, and he had multiple terrible gimmicks before then. 
I don't want to call him out because he's an amazing, amazing character. Not I love him. He actually did an interview this week. So again, I'm not going to name names, but maybe you can look up the interview by what I'm saying. He knew he had a look. He was lean and clean. That's why they pushed him when they did. That's why he became a champion when he did. He's all about it. He doesn't make any qualms about it. But he has been very down on L.A. Knight, consider, uh, feeling like L.A.'s taking gimmicks from uh, other wrestlers and made them his. That's what happens in wrestling. Hulk Hogan, uh, superstar Billy Graham. Um, you know, that's the biggest one that I can compare to. So don't act like it's, you know, it's wrestling's not about reinventing the wheel. It's about taking, redoing, putting your own taste on it. L.A. Knight, keep doing what you're doing to get a chance to be in the ring with John Cena against the Bloodline, which is a huge story, current story in WWE. This is a great opportunity for him. Uh, he's already had his uh, arm risen, uh, raised by John Cena, so this just, should just add to um, his, his being over. Um, the big, big, big news, Jade Cargill, former AEW superstar. She was undefeated from the moment she debuted until the moment that she lost the TBS championship to Chris Statlander great match. Um, she was a great champion. Needs to continue to work in the ring, but but that is small in comparison to the positives of Jade Cargill. She is gorgeous. She has the look, and that is the, the smallest piece to her, the biggest pieces to her, the charisma, her presence. She's built awesome. Um, just, uh, I mean, I can't say super duper star in the making. She is a superstar. We just get to see her on TV um, shortly. I believe she's going to the Performance Center to, um, you know, learn the WWE style. Um, season her up a bit. I do think that that's the only spot that she lacks. But wow, the matches that she's going to be able that we're going to be able to see from her. She is um, the future. Um, she's going to be. She's the Rock. She's the, has the ability to, to be the Rock of the female division. Meaning she can transcend wrestling because. She has it all. Great, great, huge signing for WWE. Who can outdo that? It's impossible to outdo WWE signing a huge star like Jade Cargill away from AEW, right? That has to be number one news. Nothing can overtake it, right? <laughs> Hold off on that for just a second. Uh, I want to come back to Judgment Day versus the world. Judgment Day continues to be a great, great faction. This is where I'm going to go back to Monday Night Raw. Um, they're in the segments. They're making the most of those segments. I think all four wrestlers, Rhea not being there, kayfabe injury, or not kayfabe, storyline injury, kayfabe, yeah. Um, uh, so it's been Dom, uh, Finn, and uh, I want to say Punishment Martinez, <laughs> uh, Damian Priest. Um they're out, they're, they're beating up everybody. Um, Jay Uso said no to them, so what are they doing? They're beating him up. Cody Rhodes doesn't like them. He brought Jay Uso over, so he's coming out to help out Jay Uso. So now we're talking three against two. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens come out because they have, they will always stick up for somebody, but they always have a problem with Judgment Day. So now it's four on three. But then we get JD McDonough helping out Judgment Day. Four on four. What does that mean? War games. That's what I see in the future for these eight uh, wrestlers, these eight gentlemen. And I cannot wait to see it if that is where they're going. Holy moly. Should be a lot of fun. I think it's a lot. People are detracting, you know, are detractors to this storyline because what is Cody Rhodes doing in it? 
I love everything that's going on with it because it keeps them all active against a hot faction. A lot of stories to tell within this match. Jay Uso, big plans for him from what I've read. Cody Rhodes, perfect to hold him over to his next big feud as we lead into uh, Royal Rumble season. Um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and it gives him a chance to um, not be the focal point of the matches. I think that they're both banged up a bit. So, I mean, war games, like, oh, if they're banged up, why are they going to war games? This protects them for a little while. Not um, Again, not being the main focus of taking all the punishment. Uh, if this is where it's going, you have me hook, line, and sinker. Okay. Uh, I'm going to flip-flop this a bit. Before I get into Wrestle Dream, I want to um, share the news. It has been across the websites. Um, if you're not too familiar with, with many uh, promotions outside of WWE, let alone outside of AEW and WWE, um, some big, great ones just announced. Three big, great ones just announced a collaboration. New Japan... CMLL uh, down in, located down in primarily out of Mexico, uh, New Japan out of Japan. MLW, which films, I believe, down south in the Texas area. Um, so three amazing promotions, all with uh, television deals, some harder to find. Great talent comes in and out of both promotion, of all three promotions. Man, this is, this is huge. Um, this, is, this really is huge. I don't want to understate it. There's such great talent that we're going to get to see on a much bigger scale. Wrestling is at its peak right now. Attitude Era holds nothing, nothing, not even a candle to what we're getting to see right now. Everybody is getting active. All wrestling promotions have an opportunity right now to get on TV. Things are great. Uh, so I do want to read a part of the press release. Uh, the three world-class organizations will unite for a variety of crossover collaborations commencing this October. So there's a big stuff starting now, within the next few weeks. The Strategic Alliance creates the ultimate stage for each organization to showcase their signature fighting styles and their signature athletes. That was That's a great point to it. All three promotions have very different styles of wrestling. You're going to see literal, literally worldwide talent creating uh, worldwide dream matches. This is going to be Big, big, big for wrestling. I can't wait. I love MLW. I've covered a lot of things that they've done in the past. I've interviewed super duper stars uh, that they have in their promotion, namely the Von Eric brothers. I love them. Going to talk to them again soon. Connected with them on Instagram. Follow them. Look up their work. Great, great name drop. Great guys. Uh, great matches. Um, so I will be interviewing them again. Put a pin in it. And I'll release more information as we get closer to it. But this is a great collaboration, a great thing for wrestling fans, a great thing for wrestling. Okay, now it's on to Wrestle Dream. Why am I holding off? Why am I keeping this to the end? Because big things happen. One primarily huge thing, and then I think the rest uh, of the card, I'm not going to dive into too, 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 too much. It's all mainly highlights. So I don't want to be the person that's going to step in and give uh, a false view on it like it's, uh, like it's um, expert. This is not expert opinion. I consider myself an expert in WWE, AEW. You know my feelings if you don't. They're not the greatest. Not the greatest towards AEW. But I have an apology. I mentioned that at the beginning. I'm going to apologize to Christian Cage. My take on him has not been uh, positive with him being champion and him being involved in storylines, he is doing the best work of his 
career, definitely in AEW. I don't like that whole saying that it's the best of his career. No. Um, but it is a phenomenal run. I am, I, I, mea culpa. I was wrong last week to dump on it. Been watching more of it, been reading more about it. Um, Wrestle Dream ended with his match. I'll spoil, I'll spoil that. I'm not going to spoil exactly what happened until I spoil it at the end. Um, you know, he's, he's, I've underrated. I put him with The Miz. I put him with Baron Corbin. I put him above all of them. I put him as, as the, uh, the, uh, the namesake of this list, the Christian Cage list of underrated wrestlers. Um, he was always a bit in the shadow. He was always in the shadow of Edge. Broke off, went to TNA, made his own name, made a name for himself as Christian Cage, and that run was the best of his work because he established himself as something really, really awesome as a singles wrestler and as a, a character with his character development and evolution. Love Christian Cage. I was wrong. My apologies. Gonna talk to him about him in a few. I want to skip something I was going to talk about because I don't want to focus too much negativity. The Moxley Phoenix match, Ray Phoenix match, the botch finish, concussion. Ray Phoenix is hurt. Like I mean, as soon as he steps in the ring, he sneezes. He's he's hurt somehow. So I just feel like something needs to be adjusted there. That match ended up being an absolute. I I wasn't going to go go all nuts, but the finish was botched. Ray Phoenix was not supposed to take the belt. Is what it is. Things happen. Lots of heat on the ref. Stinks to hear that. But uh, that match was was uncomfortable because you could tell Moxie got hurt pretty early. So not going to focus too much on it uh, because I want to talk about the positives. The Wrestle Dream card. Um, let me go down to the results instead of going over everything. And this is the order of the matches. So I'm going to hop right into it. Wrestle Dream uh, was held in Seattle. It was um, a bit of a, not a bit, it was a tribute event to uh, the memory of Antonio Inoki. Apologies if I, if I botched that name, the pronunciation. I'm not good with pronouncing names or saying pronouncing. Uh, Antonio, owner, founder of New Japan before he had passed away. Um, legend in the business. Uh, so very cool to see him being honored um, with, a great, uh, with a great card. <laughs> All right, so kick off the show, we had MJF uh, in a, um, um, a handicap match for the Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. We found out earlier this week that Adam Cole's ankle, quote-unquote, exploded. We're, you know, we, uh, hopefully that is not the case. Hopefully he has a quick recovery um, because he has been doing uh, some of the best work of his career. Uh, alongside MJF as a tag team, Ring of Honor tag team champions. Um, without Adam Cole, MJF said, I'm still going into it versus the righteous. I don't know much too much about those gentlemen. The match, borderline comedy. MJF played up a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of shenanigans. Um, basically a face, but doing heelish things. And, I, you know, that's it's fun to see from him. And that's not why it was comedy. Um, it was comedy because he did the kangaroo kick to both of them. It's comedy because he beat both of them, you know, I find that always a, a bit silly, uh, but it is what it is. Leading off the card, I thought was interesting. Um, you know, I, I think that getting somebody from the Seattle area, there was a, a few here on this this card. I'll make sure I point them out. Might have been a cool way to start it. Really get the crowd all the way up, bringing MJF and the Righteous to, to keep that entertainment. Uh, but hey, I don't build the cards. I just critique them. Um... So MJF 
defeats the Righteous, holds on to the Ring of Honor tag team titles. We'll see what the future is with them, with Adam Cole being out. Uh, hopefully they, they develop a little bit more and gives us an understanding. Because MJF can't just keep winning um, um, uh, uh, ha- uh, handicap matches. That, that won't make sense. Next match, we had Eddie Kingston defeat... Sorry about this. I'm sorry if I pronounce it. Katsuyori Shibata. Um, uh, it was in New Japan um, Pro Wrestling Strong title and a Ring of Honor World title match. Ring of Honor World title champion and New Japan Strong champion being Eddie Kingston. Hard hitting. Loved it. Uh, paid full love and respect to both Antonio Inoki and Giant Baba. Um, Eddie Kingston, um, Giant uh, King's Road style, which was uh, originated by Giant uh, Giant Baba, um, and uh, Shibata learned this strong uh, strong style from uh, Antonio Inoki. Eddie Kingston comes out with the win. Great match, hard hitting. Definitely recommended. It. it is um, it is a Japan style match. Uh, very good, and I love Eddie Kingston. Uh, Chris Statlander defeated Julia Hart uh, with the TBS title being on the line. Chris Statlander retains her championship. Again, great match. Julia Hart, I think, has a huge, huge future behind her. And we know that Chris Statlander can always go against anybody. Um, next up, we had the Young Bucks versus the Guns versus the Lucha Bros versus Hook and Orange Cassidy to become the number one contender for the AEW championship. Currently held by FTR, they did put them on the line a little bit later in the show. I'll get to that as to who's the champion, who came out as champion. Um, anyway, uh, Young Bucks win, high spots, super kicks, a lot of a lot of choreographed spots. This was hard for me. I don't love that the Young Bucks versus FTR, if they won. All right, look, FTR defeated Aussie Open. Good match. But you never really felt like anything that the outcome was anything different than what it was going to be, which was FTR going over. Um, classic, you know, strong F- match from FTR. They worked the tag team style so well, very old school style, and I, I, I dig that. I've said in the previous episode of this week, covering NXT, the Creed Brothers, I think, are the WWE version of FTR in terms of. The learning, um, the old school style of legit tag team wrestling, the grappling, the the working, the tags, the teamwork. FTR sets the standard for me for tag teams. I like their style much more than the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks had no reason to become the number one contenders at all. Uh, but it is what it is. Moving on. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page. This was a match definitely I would check out. Um... You know, it was a Swerve, Strick, Swerve Strickland I cannot say enough about. He is terrific. It broke my heart seeing him released from WWE to finally put him on a big stage against a big-name talent in, in Hangman. Um, we all know that AEW has invested a lot in Hangman. So the fact that Swerve was able to get over on Hangman Adam Page, that's a big moment for him in this promotion. I would love to see him go all the way to the top of the card. That is how much of a fan I am of his, and I will follow him despite the fact that I don't watch AEW actively. I'm always making sure I'm figuring out or hearing about or reading about what he's doing over there because I do. I'm a huge fan. The first MLW champion when they uh, began in 2014, he was the first champion. I might get that date wrong. But 
Yay. MLW. Swerve Strickland. Love them both. Um, next match, we had uh, Ricky Starks go over, uh, defeat Wheeler Yuta. I'm not going to really talk much about it. It was a weekly televised match. Nothing to really write home about, and that's not to knock either wrestler. It did what it needed to do, which was ser- uh, serve a little bit of a ga- uh, bridge to Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr., a match where it was holds and joint manipulation and bending of arms. What uh, what an amazing, amazing technical technical match. The ending is where it gets me. It ends with, with all the, the twisting and turning and bending. It ended with um, uh, the knee to the back of the head. One, two, three. I would have preferred uh, a submission. I would have preferred to see it end with the, the, what it was, which was the grappling and the twist and who can catch the other one in a vulnerable position. So it, great match. Great, great match. Exactly what you would expect. Placement on the card is odd to me. I think it should have been the main event. It was not because, understandably, you know, I get it in terms of what ends up happening, why it was not the main event. So I guess there really wasn't much placement in terms of, you know, the style and the in the uh, the crowd reaction. Obviously, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson was over, over, over. Going back, my apologies, going back to Swerve Strickland versus Adam Page, the roles were reversed by the crowd in this match, meaning Swerve was the face. Seattle, hometown, went bonkers for him bonkers it was awesome to hear adam page swerve they they saw it they heard it they felt it so they adjusted where they needed to where uh hangman could could use some spots where we're a little bit you know a little more heelish some mocking and things like that swerve comes out on top like i said okay moving over because i'm running out of a little bit of time here i'm not even did a big thing callous family uh defeated chris jericho and the golden lovers um that was um Taka, Taka, Takashita, Will Ospreay, I'm going to blank on the third one, that's the Callis family, oh, Sammy Guevara, uh, they took on Chris Jericho, the Golden Lovers are Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, it was cool to see the, them team up with Chris Jericho, back and forth, shenanigans, Callis family wins to extend this feud, it makes sense with that result. I've mentioned that FTR went over Aussie Open for the AEW Tag Team titles, they remain the champs, now... Christian Cage, two out of three falls match against Darby Allen. He is the TNT title holder. Darby Allen is the challenger. Um, fine match. Darby Allen takes it, starts at 1-0. Uh, real brutal. Uh, Christian went brutal. It was that was a cool layer to see. He just demolished Darby, put him on a, a stretcher. Actually jumped off, I believe, the top rope, landed on. Darby Allen, while he was on a stretcher, uh, a few really cool moves. I believe it was um, not a suplex, just a scoop slam onto the, the steel steps. And now onto the top. Darby Allen went right along the steps, back to steps. Rough looking spot. Um, long story short, uh, Darby Allen loses to Christian Cage. Uh, of course, Christian Cage and his friends come on out. They start to put the boots to Darby Allen. Um, Wayne, uh, what's his name? Mark, oh no, my gosh. Nick Wayne, there it is. Nick Wayne comes out to help Darby Allen, his friend. Wait, no. Hits Darby Allen. Sets up a chair. Sting comes out. Gotta save his protege, Darby Allen. Well, he gets taken over. 
Christian sets up the two chairs for a concerto. You know the concerto. You know who originated that alongside him. You think you know him. Boom! Lights, cameras, action, hit record. Remember where you are in this moment. Adam Copeland debuts for All Elite Wrestling. Adam Copeland is All Elite. No longer going by Edge, but keeping his uh, Metalingus theme. Really interesting on that side. Loves that he very was very happy to hear that he kept it. He was bragging about getting a chance to keep it. Some new um, some new merch already on its way. Legend with Edge spelled in the middle L E D G E and D Legend with Edge. I love how they kind of play those shirts a bit on on their previous moniker. The Big Show had a great one. It was get the BS out. Um, Big Show out. You know, get it. Um, but cannot. Cannot undersell the shifting, you know, feel to this. Edge, WWE through and through, never left the company. That's where he was all the way through. Uh, for him to leave after, you know, his retirement match being, possibly his retirement match being on SmackDown, and the main event of SmackDown, in between pay-per-views against Sheamus, not to sully Sheamus, but there's no story to it other than they were friends and helped Edge train to get back into the ring. So it's kind of odd if this is really where he's going to go for his final run. Saying all the best things, you know, he wants to be there to help. Crazy, quote-unquote, dream matches available. I immediately jumped to um, Kenny Omega. He mentioned Samoa Joe never being in the ring with him. Never being in the ring with Moxley. That interests me. Now... The negative to this, and I'm going to go over it on the quicker side because I don't want to smash this. This is huge and big for AEW. I don't think it's the best move. I don't think Edge fits AEW's style because I think he's going to try to rise to that. And I don't need to see him taking any big spots. Please don't because it's energetic and all those things. The crowd is behind you for them and they get excited and it's clickbait. Don't do that, Edge. You don't need to. You've earned past that. You've, you know, yes, you've made a career on big spots, but dude, you don't need to do that. I love the reasoning behind it, and this is where I'm going to end it. Basically, not basically, his daughter said to him, go have fun with Uncle Jay. Uncle Jay being Christian, Edge is best friend in real life. That's awesome to hear. It's encouraged by his daughter. He's going to get this chance to do something for him. Outgrown WWE in his words. I don't disagree with that. As a WWE enthusiast, this is odd. It's, I don't want to say heartbreaking, but it is tough for me to get behind. But great for him on a personal level. It really sounds like this is going to be the opportunity for him to just go back to, you know, wrestling as being exciting because it's new, new opportunities and, and a new approach. So great for Edge, Adam, excuse me, Adam Copeland. Can't wait to see what's next. Your first match is going to be against Luchasaurus. Uh, so... We'll see what happens there and where the story goes. I think, obviously, he's going to be, uh, the program is about him and Christian. Never going to say no to that. So I will be following it and covering that closely. Like I said at the beginning, I'm going to say it again. Whew, what a week in wrestling. What will next week bring? Who knows? I don't know. But I'm going to talk about it as it happens. Don't forget, I released one episode this week covering NXT No Mercy. Uh, this one um, thank you for listening. Listen to the other one too, if you want. This is AEW Focus, which I think is something I don't always do, but it, it, it was fun. So, 
Don't forget that I also have content on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, all those things, Facebook. Um, join in the conversation with me. Like, share, comment, download me, set the set the reminder, set the automatic download. You know you want to hear me every week. Shout out to John Kiernan, the producer, my producer, amazing musical artist, covers, uh, has covered wrestling themes, creates custom wrestling entrance themes, and is just an amazing musician up and down all around. Uh, he wrote my theme, Into the Fire, featuring Mont Easy. You can find that on iTunes, plus his other music. Thanks again. With that being said, John, throw me into the fire, baby. That is Wrestling Podcast. See you. Talk to you.